Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. It's awesome to be here, a real pleasure to be here and especially in this wonderful building. I remember speaking at the other one, either boiling hot or freezing cold and very few times in between. So this is luxury. (laughs) Absolutely wonderful. And it's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you, Pastor Nicole, Pastor Steve, for inviting me. How about you give a hand to your wonderful introduction. You nearly had me in tears. Actually, I have never, I was just thinking uh, today that in 50 plus years of preaching, I've never once spoken on this subject. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So you are the first. I know I don't look that old. I must have been like two years old when I started <laughs> preaching, but you know. Um, So it is a first, and it's actually been an incredible journey as I've looked into it, researched it, and asked Holy Spirit what he wanted to highlight out of it, because the Bible is just full of faithful and faithfulness and references to that all through the the Word. And it's... it's, um, Quite amazing that Pastor Steve mentioned before, talked about um, Queen Elizabeth, because I am going to reference her a few times in in this. And um, I want to read you a couple more quotes. She was a woman who was driven by faith and propelled by duty. She was possibly the greatest representative over most of our lifetimes in terms of dedication consistency, fidelity, and loyalty. Another one, integrity, stability, fidelity, humility were her hallmarks over 70 years. Our incredible, dearly departed Queen Elizabeth. I must admit, I shed some tears. You might not be a monarchist, but I'm a total one through and through. And so as Pastor M told us at Hepburn Heights this morning, you know, everybody has grief in different ways. It's no right or wrong about this, but we all show our grief in different ways. And and I do honour her for the example that she was to each and every one of us. And, of course, fidelity actually it's not a word we often use we don't talk about people's fidelity do we it sounds you know great as your fidelity lord doesn't quite sound the same as great as your faithfulness lord morning by morning new mercies we see uh, but fidelity is how they describe the queen and put simply it's just the state of being faithful and it was listed as one of her majesty's great qualities The dictionary definition said infidelity implies strict faithfulness to a person, to a cause, or a belief, and it is demonstrated by continuing loyalty and devotion. Well, that's an apt description 
of the Queen's faithful and faith-filled life. And it's a quality that I know that I want to see mirrored in my own life. And today I want to look at faithfulness through three different aspects. I want us to look at faithful father, faithful followers, and faithful and favoured. So first I want to take a look at our faithful father. Now this is an easy one to talk about. Faithful. The Bible is full of verses, absolutely chock-a-block, as I said, talking about Father God's faithfulness. So many verses that describe his love, his trustworthiness, his faithfulness, his loving kindness, and his mercy. King David especially, you only need to read the Psalms, and he's constantly talking about the loving faithfulness of his God through thick and thin. So if I went round the room tonight, I guess that most of you, it would be a given that you would say, yep, I agree, we've got a faithful God. And tonight, that is so true. But I want to look at just the other side of the coin there and how we respond when circumstances seem to indicate otherwise. The prophet Jeremiah wrote these words in the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, and verses 22 and 23. He said, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, that's an incredible statement that he made. That's really some declaration. And you think, well, that's pretty easy to say. I, I could say the same thing too. But we need to realise the setting in which he wrote those words. The prophet wrote those words sometime after the destruction of the temple and the total fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonians. He was writing in a period where everything that he had known and was a part of was in ruins and captivity. So what motivated Jeremiah to write those words? Now, I don't know if I'm the only one, but in the midst of that sort of outcome, where everything that was familiar, everything that was um, lovely in my world and the temple where I would could go and um, worship, my God, everything had been destroyed. I might have been going, woe is me. I don't think you do love us anymore, God. I mean, crumbs, if you did, you wouldn't have let this horrible thing happen to us. My whole world has collapsed. Where are you? How could you have let this happen to me? New mercies? I'm not seeing any new mercies, not this morning, not any other morning lately. I feel like you've abandoned us. I feel like you've just turned us over to our enemies, and I'm sure not, I'm not sure about your faithfulness. Now, is that just me, or do some of us react when we have circumstances or situations? that go totally out of our control and we sometimes can get a little bit back-footed 
on recognising God's faithfulness to us. One of my favourite Maverick City songs is called Promises. And I love the words which says, God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant and of faithful promises. Time and time again you have proven you will do just what you said. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me from the rising sun to the setting same. I will praise your name because great is your faithfulness to me. So um, I just think that if he can, if, if Jeremiah could say those words in the midst of utter, utter chaos, then how much more can I try to emulate and be faithful in situations and declare God's faithfulness when things are going contrary to how I thought? When I listen, it reminds me again that though these things happen, that our covenant-keeping God is still a faithful father through each and every season. See, a faithful father doesn't guarantee every storm will stop immediately, but he will always reach out his hand to stop us from drowning. A faithful father is more interested in us learning we can trust him through every season, understanding and believing that he will never fail or forsake us. A faithful father is not a vending machine, always giving us what we want, when we want it, right on time. And he does say no at times. And sometimes we lose sight of that when our comfort zones are challenged or our plans don't work out. We remember tonight that a loving, faithful father even said no to his son when Jesus asked him if he could avoid going to the cross. Because, why? There was a bigger picture in the whole thing. And I remember at a time when I was actually um, helping start C3 Paris, and I was looking for an apartment there, and I found premises for our church plant. We were meeting together, and I searched and searched every apartment, I applied for, I got turned down because my employment was still by Hepburn Heights and Hepburn Heights was still supporting me over there and they do not like renting to foreign um, um, employers. So I put, I, then I found the perfect apartment, the absolute perfect location, exactly where I wanted to be. I found the apartment, thank you God, you're a faithful God, you've answered my prayers. And as I'd prayed and warfared and fasted to find, Lord, somewhere there's got to be an apartment. Yes, you've provided it. And I was so excited. So we applied for the uh, apartment and I got turned down. So then a couple from the Lausanne, C3 Lausanne Church, um, said, well, that's okay. We're French. We'll put it in our name and we will... um, we will uh, put it in our name, sorry, they're not French actually, they'd probably shoot me if I said that, they're Swiss German. And, um, 
Anyway, they spoke fluent French, so Sylvia used to come with me to, to look for apartments. Anyway, we are looking at this apartment, found it. They offered to pay 12 months in advance. Wow. Still got turned down. And they put it in their name. They, in the, at that time, um, my first grandchild was born back here. Millie Jewell was um, a baby and they paid for me, the same couple, said you have to go home to see your first grandchild. They paid for me to come home and see my first grandchild. While I was home for two weeks only, I was diagnosed with cancer. I wasn't going to be going back to Paris at that stage. So if we got that apartment, we would have been paying for an apartment for 12 months for me not to live in it. And see, God, faithful father, he knew. He saw down through time and he knew exactly the end from the beginning. I did not. And that's what we have to remember, that as a faithful father, he looks down through time and he knows the steps he knows the situation. He knows exactly the plans and purposes that he has for us. And even though it might not look on the surface, that that is a good plan. As we learn to trust him, we can see that Faithful Father always works everything together for our good because that's who he is. Faithfulness and gratitude also go hand in hand. Like many of you, I've listened, I've read countless tributes to the Queen over this week, and it's made me think, okay, how many of those people, including her family, actually voiced their gratitude and said all the wonderful, amazing things that she'd done to her in person while she was alive? And it made me stop and think, and I thought, when was the last time that I actually sat there and said, God, thank you for your faithfulness yeah. to me. And actually specifically mentioned that characteristic. I often do when we're singing a song that talks about the faithfulness of God. But in my time at home, I can honestly say that this isn't a practice that I've thought about. And I thought faithfulness and gratitude go hand in hand. So instead of the accolades after you did, yeah. let's have some accolades while we're alive. Yeah. Let's yeah. sit yeah. and give Faithful Father lots of praise, lots of worship, yeah. lots of accolades while we're still living and breathing. Yeah. And then we can believe him that when um, we stand before him, that we're going to get the accolades as well in return, which we'll look at in just a little bit. But, you know, we remind ourselves tonight that his faithfulness to us is based on who he is. It's not based on our worthiness. It's not based on us being good enough and earning it. The Bible says that even when we are not faithful, he still remains faithful. That is our faithful Father. And so I want to just take a little minute at the end of this time, at the end of this first point, and I want us to just close our eyes and I want us to say under our 
breaths or out loud, I want us to thank Jesus, thank our faithful Father, and say thank you for his faithfulness to us, that we have gratitude that he is who he says he is, that he is faithful, that he is true, that our hearts will be grounded in the reality and our spirits anchored in the truth that he is faithful and that God today we decide that we will not waver in our trust, that you cannot be anything else other than faithful. And tonight we want to say thank you we want to take this moment and say we so appreciate you, your steadfastness, your love, your consistency, your faithfulness. We are so, so grateful that we have a faithful Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And so you know what, it's not hard to recognise God's faithfulness to us, but I want to look to at what our response as a faithful follower looks like tonight. So back in my younger days, I was a faithful follower of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that I, m myself and my friends, we persuaded our parents to buy us Beatle wigs. <laughs> So we had plastic beetle wigs as a 10-year-old that we thought we looked really, really cool in. And some of us even got our hair cut in beetle style. Now, these days I'm not a faithful follower of the Beatles, but back then I was. You know what? I never knew them. I, I looked at them from a distance. I knew them from a distance. But... Just like so many of us, when we're following someone, we tend to want to be like them. When, we have a, when we're following a person, we emulate their qualities, the things that we admire about them, in an attempt to mirror their image. And that's exactly what we were doing by wearing Beatles wigs, which is all well and good. But as Pastor Steve said before, humans are fallible. Humans don't... Um, don't, can fail us and let us down. So my question to us tonight is, how do we become faithful followers? Now, I'm not talking about the 500-odd people you follow on Instagram or the couple or the 10 or however many it is. I don't follow too many. But, um, but I'm talking about who is it that you want to be most like? What characteristics do you want in your life? I definitely don't want a Beatles haircut now, but I do want to emulate my faithful father. I do want to be like him. And the queen, you know, I found out, is actually didn't realise that she's not supposed to bow to any other uh, person. Um, she never bows to anyone. But in speaking about her faith, an article noted she bent her knee to a greater sovereign. And I thought that was an incredible thought that, again, Queen Elizabeth, Queen of the Commonwealth, Head of State, 
head of the Church of England. She made no secret of the fact that she was a faithful follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And being a faithful follower, you know, is not without a price, is not without a cost. There is a surrender. There is a bowing of the knee. There is a price to pay. It does involve sacrifice and a laying down of one's will, a knuckling down and a crucifying of our sinful nature, not an easy thing to do with all its passions and desires. Some days, faithfulness or being a faithful follower involves choosing faithfulness through sheer determination and gritted teeth. It's like, I will be faithful today and do whatever it is that the Lord is requiring of you. And I'm sure the Queen and all of us have had days like that when we have had to fulfil whatever it is that has been required through sheer choice, determination. But other days, it simply flows out of the greatest joy, greatest passion, and the great and is the greatest pleasure of our lives. And I think, you know, Apostle Paul was one who obviously experienced all the highs and all the lows of that. And he encouraged the church at Corinth to follow his example, just as he followed Christ's example. And of course, Christ clearly told us that he followed everything that his father said and did and told him to do. So if faithfulness is inherent in my faithful father, well, it makes good sense that I too want to be like him. So as a faithful follower, faithfulness isn't what I want to be inherent in my life. And, you know, Galatians 5 talks about it being a fruit of the spirit. And one of my passions is that we as a people of God are filled with Holy Spirit, that we are a people who are walk, who walk and are led by the Spirit of God. And as a fruit of the Spirit, it is obviously then something that can be grown and can be developed. So it's something that I want to increase in my life and not decrease. I want to be faithful because he is faithful. I want to be filled with Holy Spirit. I want to grow that fruit in my life by allowing Holy Spirit, and as we said before, by putting down some of our, 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 our um, wants and our desires and by bowing our knee to our Lord Jesus Christ and surrendering not my will, but yours be done. So how does it happen? Well, as a fruit of the Spirit, it is definitely can be grown in our lives. But I must admit, it is not something that I've actually prayed for, but it is something I've seen modelled in many people, my parents and many godly people over the years. I've seen faithfulness modelled by many. And so as I've followed their example, the fruit of faithfulness has grown in my life. So who's following you? What are they seeing in your life? Who Are they following you because they see faithfulness in your life and they're like, I want to be like that person. 
I want to grow and be more and more like Jesus in that. My goal has always been to hear these words from Jesus that's found in Matthew. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Now, I don't want to hear that at a funeral. I want to know that that's what Jesus thinks, my faithful father, how what he thinks about me as I live my life, wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, whether it's at work, whether it's at school, whether it's at uni, whether it's at, in my home, whether it's hanging out with my friends. I want them to see that quality in me as I follow Christ, as I follow our faithful Father. And so being faithful in the little things, I feel like tonight that there's some people that you feel like, yeah, I've been faithful in little things, and you've stopped at the little things, that you feel like maybe what your contribution is, maybe your area of service or the area where you show faithfulness is only a little thing. It's not really significant. Maybe you've underplayed your value in that role. And Jesus wants you to know tonight that you, he, he has got more for you, that there is greater, there is more, and there is a stepping up into all that he has, an increase, an enlargement in gifts and talents. Because I don't want to bury what he has given me. I want to be faithful with that little so that there is an increase, that there is more. Because all through our journey, we are going to find that we are, that we know him and we get to know him on a greater level than the depth, the increase of what he wants to do through us, the empowering by his spirit and the faithfulness to the call is what is going to see the results and achieve the results. So where are we tonight? Do we bow our knees to follow a greater sovereign? Or are we on the throne of our own lives? Are we being faithful with the little things at work, at school, at home, wherever we may be? Are we being faithful with our time, our gifts and our talents? What are our children, our spouses, our friends, our boss, our school teachers hearing or seeing when we're with them? Is faithfulness how they would describe us. Eugene Peterson, who's the author of the Message Bible, he talked about being faithful with the gifts and talents God had given him. Do you know his manuscript was rejected 17 times by publishers before it ever got published? And I credit the Message Bible with getting Jason, my son, back into reading the Bible when he was not... Um, wanting to read uh, the Bible, he never liked reading, and the Message Bible came out, and I bought him the Message Bible. He started reading, and he's never stopped since then. And so I think um, Eugene Peterson, his quote was, he believes it's a long obedience in the same direction. Wow. A long obedience in the same direction. I think that is an incredible way to describe faithfulness. So today, I want to know if we want to be people who commit to being faithful followers. 
And there's going to be an opportunity as I just quickly finish with faithful and favoured. The Bible's clear that faithful people are favour, are favoured, and that fidelity or faithfulness does not go unnoticed and will not go unrewarded. So to finish off, I'm just going to quickly list um, uh, 12 things that God promises us if we are faithful. God promises to preserve, to protect and guard, and these are all straight from here. You will find every promise that I'm speaking in these 12 points in the Word of God. He preserves, he protects, and he guards. The faithful God strengthens. He fulfills his promises to the faithful. He blesses the faithful. He guides the faithful. He bestows generational blessing on the faithful. He makes a way out of temptation for the faithful. He forgives our sins. He watches over us. He completes the work that he has begun. He continually reveals more of his faithfulness to the faithful. And lastly, with the scripture we started off, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Now here's one incredible promise. Now enter in to the joy of the Lord. Now that's not just entering into eternity with him. We can live on a daily basis as faithful followers of a faithful God in the joy and the presence of our Lord. In his presence is fullness of joy. Anybody want a dose of joy tonight? Yes. Oh, we need joy. We need to be a people that, that are not got faces like lemons and down in the dumps, but that people love to be around. Faithful followers of a faithful God who invites us daily, enter into my joy. My mercies are new every morning. Look for them. Thank him for them. Say, Lord, here I am. I bend my knee to the greatest sovereign. I worship you tonight. So can we close our eyes just as we finish tonight? And we're going to pray together. Thank you, Father. I actually want, can we stand, please, as we stand? I just really feel like we stand and we make a commitment tonight to say, Lord, Jesus, you see each one who's standing here tonight. And Father, we stand strong. And we stand with our feet planted on the rock of a faithful, faithful God through every storm, through every trial, through every situation, through every circumstance. We thank you that you are a faithful Father. And today, Lord, we say we commit again to being faithful followers who use our God-given gifts and talents, however small and insignificant they may seem, to further your kingdom, so that we can be trusted with greater, so that we can be trusted with more. 
So Spirit of God, where we have settled for just the little things, I ask today that there would be a greater empowerment by your Spirit on each and every person that is here, that, Lord, there would be a stepping forward and a stepping into all that you have purposed, that there would be a using of every gift and every talent that has been put within our hands, that we would use it to bless the body of Christ, that we would use it to bless our community, that we would use it to bless our workplace, our school, our uni, our homes, wherever we may be, that we would be known as a faithful people who follow a faithful God. And we thank you that you're not, you don't withhold your blessing from those who walk uprightly and follow you faithfully. So we thank you, Lord, where there has been lack, I declare that there shall be all that is needed, that every need shall be supplied, every grace shall be given. And what is, um, what I just see some people with, with like they've got gifts and they know that there's, there's things that they have been sitting on. So it's almost like you've put your hands on, under you and you're actually sitting on your hands clenched tight. It's like, yep, no, I'll faithfully come to church every Sunday, but please don't ask me to use this gift or that gift or I'm not even going to let you see that I've got those gifts because really... That involves sacrifice, it involves my time, it involves effort. I don't wanna, I, I, I just, I'm too busy. Or whatever the excuse may be. It's too insignificant. Others can do that better than me. But the Lord is saying today that you are not to underestimate what he has put into your hands. And for those that he is speaking to in this way, do not underestimate what the Lord has given you. Do not be ones who bury your gift or your talent, but be ones that multiply it by using it, by investing in the kingdom of God, by investing in the community, by investing in people, by investing in service. So tonight, Lord, we want to just say we're sorry for the times like, like when we can't understand and don't know why things have not quite worked out how we thought they should. And we have forgotten that you are a faithful father who does exactly what he says he will do. So, Father, we just say forgive us for those times and Lord, let us lift our eyes again to see even when we don't understand, even when the storms come, that you are a covenant-keeping, steadfast, trustworthy, immovable God. Yes, so we lift our eyes once more and we commit again, saying, here we are, Lord. We bend our knees and surrender. We bend our knee to a greater sovereign. And we say, use us. Use us. Here we go. Here we are. 
We're willing. We're willing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, where disappointment has set in, feel that some of you might need to come and have some prayer at the um, end of the service with me. For where disappointment has gripped your heart and you're sitting in disappointment because you have lost sight of faithful father and you've been disappointed that he didn't come through. And we're going to pray and lift that off you at the end of the service. But right now we just thank you, Lord, that you are a faithful father that has put this church in this suburb, that Lord has put this church amongst this community, has opened the doors for them to use this wonderful facility. And so, Father, we're asking, as a faithful Father who is true to his promises, that, God, you will continue to open doors, greater doors, into the community, that you will continue, Lord Jesus, to use this church to be a beacon of hope and light to those around. That, Lord, you will continue to use every person in this church to reach out and to use those gifts, those talents, to shine for you so that they too may be the lighthouses in this community that would draw people into this house. So, Father, we thank you for how you're working we thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of Pastor Nicole, Pastor Steve, as they've led this church and guided and directed. And we pray, oh God, that there will be an increase of anointing and gifts and an increase, Lord, of the, um, the talents that have been put in their hands, that, Lord, they might shepherd, that they might truly lead according to your heart. And so, Father, we thank you again that as a church community, we are committed to work together, to serve a faithful Father as faithful followers, and we thank you for your blessing in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Amen and amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.